Scientific Astronomer's Gazette. Water is an animal. According to a 2019 study, less than 20% of the world's oceans is filled with individual molecules of H2O, commonly called water. This will come as a surprise to anyone who's ever seen an ocean. Frankly, you'd think they were filled to the brim, with H2O molecules being water all by themselves. But no, not according to science. You might think the rest of the world's oceans must be made up of salt, or fish. That's not the case either. Of the 1.46 trillion kilograms of seawater in the world, salt accounts for only a tiny fraction of that, around 3.6%, or 50 quintillion kilograms, which happens to be the mass of the Moon, if the Moon were a third smaller. So, is the Moon made of salt? We don't know. No astronaut has ever bothered to lick it to find out. Houston, uh, Tranquility Base here. Side note. If the seas were in excess of 80% salt, that would make you so buoyant you'd practically be able to walk across the Atlantic Ocean. Which would put transatlantic airlines out of business. Fortunately for the airlines though, the salt content of the Atlantic has never gone higher than 3.8% since the invention of the jet engine. Make of that what you will. If the oceans are less than 20% standalone H2O molecules and 3.6% salt, what about the fish? Do they account for the missing share of the composition of the oceans? No, they do not. There just aren't enough of them. The scientists estimate that there are anywhere between a fish and 3.5 trillion fish in the world's seas. Not nearly enough to make up for the unaccounted ocean mass. We need to look elsewhere. In recent years, scientists have turned their attention to a new substance previously undiscovered in ocean water. Plastic. Estimates put the current amount of plastic in the oceans at between 15 trillion and 51 trillion pieces. The vast majority of this is microplastics, that's pieces of plastic less than 5mm in size that are created as plastic objects disintegrate. Plenty of this material is mistaken by marine wildlife for food, causing them to die with swollen bellies of undigestible material. And even if plastic were digestible, no study exists that proves plastic has any nutritional value. Not even ones done by plastics corporations. That's a pity for the plastics industry because a recent study found that bottled water contains on average 240,000 particles of nanoplastics. Nanoplastics are bits of plastic smaller than a nanometer, which is a billionth of a meter, or the average growth of one of your fingernails per second. Imagine the marketing bonanza if plastic companies could pass nanoplastics off as a nutritional supplement. What a pity they can't. But while plastic has no nutritional value, all is not lost for the plastic companies' food marketing departments. Plastic is, after all, low in fat and sugar. Meanwhile, back at sea, the biggest single concentration of plastics in the oceans is the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, or the GPGP, a collection of 1.8 trillion pieces of plastic floating in an area three times the size of France. Side note, 
The plastic garbage patch isn't a continuous mass of plastic floating around like some independent island in the Pacific, although there was a campaign to give it its own flag, currency and passport. Instead, it's a very large amount of plastic waste that's collected in one particular part of the Pacific. Most of the plastic in the GPGP is put there by the fishing industry, rather than being washed out to sea from land-based origins such as where you live. In fact, only half a percentage point of the world's plastic ends up in the ocean. That means 99.5% doesn't. The planet is saved. Except it isn't. Plastic waste has to go somewhere. After all, we produce 350 million tonnes of it every year. And going off people's behaviour, it's not like it's reusable. Just under half of the planet's annual plastic waste is put into the ground. Another 19% is incinerated and only 9% is recycled. The remaining 23% or so is mismanaged, which is to say dumped or littered. In the UK alone, people mismanage an estimated 2 million pieces of litter every day, much of which is in the form of plastic food packaging, plastic drinks bottles and aluminium drinks cans. Paul Way, an Anglo-Dutchman who lives in Harlem, is a plogger. Someone who picks up litter while out running. He plogs over a tonne of litter annually. Every January, he focuses on drinks cans exclusively. In January last year, he collected 7,793 cans. To highlight the problem of littered drinks cans, Paul ran a half marathon in the Netherlands a couple of weeks ago wearing an outfit made from 600 drinks cans and carrying a flag made of another 400. While the sheer volume of littered drinks cans in the world is alarming, it is good news for the marketing departments of fizzy drinks manufacturers. They would otherwise have to pay for billboard space. Also, by happy coincidence, littering only occurs where the target market for fizzy drinks happens to be. So, who is responsible for all this food and drink-related litter? Well, according to a 2022 study, the top two causes of litter in Ireland are passing pedestrians, 41.1%, and motorists, 20.6%. From this, we can deduce that a ban on passing pedestrians and motorists would reduce littering in Ireland by 61.7%. And, by extension, forbidding humans globally would take care of the problem altogether. Yet we'd still be left with one pressing issue. What is the remaining share of the ocean made of? Unsurprisingly, it is H2O after all but a very special kind of bonded H2O called the Warafen pentameter, which is a cluster of five H2O molecules. This bonded structure accounts for over four times as much of the water in the seas than unattached H2O molecules, which shows that water molecules mostly live in social groupings. And therefore, water is an animal. The Gastronomer's Gazette is written, drawn, recorded, edited, produced, uploaded, fed and changed by Roger Overall. It is a show-and-tell communications production. To find out more, go to thegastronomer.net. Gastronomer's Gazette